The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Gentlemen, you're listening to the Versecast, the Star Citizen Podcast. My name is John Abraham. I am Jimmy Croker. Hello, my name is Ortwin Freyermuth. I hope I said that right. And I'm going to be at Gamescom, and you're not. <laughs> so you're a German-American entertainment lawyer and film producer whose most noted body of work was U-Boat? You've heard of or, me. I'm sorry, Das Boot. U-boat. <laughs> not, uh, not about a World War II German U-boat. <laughs> U-boat, we boat, they boat. You know, you know it's, boats is boats, and you know what? But ships ain't ships because we are those guys with ships. And this is episode number thirty-nine of the Verse Cast, and today is August third, twenty-nine forty-five. I noticed, uh, John. Yet no, no comments about the uh, Gleep's name today. I'm just kind of. Afraid. <laughs> As you should be. You should always be afraid of entertainment lawyers. This is true. Especially entertainment lawyers named Ortwin. Can we make mm. sense? Nope. Can we? <laughs> we always make sense. And thank you, Ronald Jenkins, for making sense with your music. Uh, the song is Fall Drift. And you know what? I think, guys, this is actually the last time we're going to be using this song as our intro. Uh, I'm going to have to figure out a new one for next time. Say uh, it ain't so, Gleep. Say it ain't so. It ain't so, Gleep. Say it, it ain't so. Whoa, whoa. Young love is a heartbreaker. Yeah. Jimmy knows it. Hell yeah, I do. pretty. That was pretty. Um, it's off of his album Alphanumeric. Please do check it out. At Say it www. Ain't so? No, full drift. Full <laughs> okay. drift. Uh, com. So, guys, you know what? Gamescom. I think that's that's kind of um kind of what we got what we're working up to because there's not been a whole lot that's come out that hasn't been focused around the Gamescom as far as I can tell. Yeah, and historically they're always quiet before big events. There's, you know, it, there's still a fair bit of news out there, but it's kind of more the um, status quo stuff. So, yeah, there was a lot of um, a lot of, you know, yes, yes, there is an answer to that question, but we can't tell you until Gamescom. <laughs> yeah. So, um, lots of people are going. Um, <clears throat> my name is not actually Ortwin, nor am I going to Gamescom. Although the real Ortwin is, and so I'm a little jelly there. Um, but Chris is going, Aaron's going, Sandy, Ben, James, Alex, Jared, Alyssa, and many, 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 many more of the CIG folks. They're going to be there. And um, it's going to be in Kalogna, 
or Cologne, as we say here on the West Coast, uh, they will. Um, there's going to be some digital event items that are going to be made available uh, to. Um, let's see who's getting those. Uh, backers are getting them. There's going to be like subscribers are getting different stuff. There's going to be like a, a, a Cologne 2945 poster, um, and also a Gamescom 2945 trophy. And uh, the attendees, I guess all attendees are going to get that. It's going to be free for them. And uh, But the rest of us are going to be able to pick this stuff up in the pledge store um, should we choose. So. There's nothing I like better than a digital event item. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Curb your enthusiasm, John. Curb yeah. your enthusiasm. <laughs> you prefer the analog event items? Yeah. Yeah. They're just... Well, there'll, there'll be some of that, too. Yes, there are going to be collectible ship pins and an event-specific poster. Um, and there's gonna, they're going to have a bunch of different ships on sale there at the event. And uh, there's a list of them here. There's going to be, they're going to be selling the uh, Retaliator, uh, the Carrick, the Caterpillar. It's been a while for the Caterpillar. Yeah, it has. <clears throat> and the Orion. I don't think they've put the Orion back on sale back uh, since you guys, uh, since the concept launch, have they, John? Uh, no. And I think, um, somebody in our forums pointed out that this is like the first time that a ship that was a concept sale is going on sale after the fact. Hmm. Is that true? No. No, it's not. <laughs> Jim, Jimmy seems pretty, pretty confident about that. No, the, well, the Bennu Merchantman has been up, uh, for sale multiple times. But that yeah, wasn't really? a concept sale. Yeah, well, it was originally. Hmm. Well, it, I don't think it was a formal, formally a concept sale. Oh, oh, oh maybe I misunderstand that. So what you're saying is a, a concept ship is going yes. up for sale at the same time that this sale is happening. What ship? What ship? Will no, that be? I'm Ooh. saying a ship that has been specifically a concept sale ship is going up for sale a second time after its original concept sale. Yeah, but they did that with the Banu Merchantman. Did that? That one had a like. A real like a concept sale wasn't that way back in the beginning? Wasn't that one of the yeah. original ships of some sort? Yeah, but yeah. maybe maybe what John is talking about is stuff that are ships that the ideas were voted upon as part of stretch goals, and then those were developed into concepts from there. Well, what ship specifically are you talking about? I'm talking about stuff like the whole series, um, the Vanguard, the Orion. Those ships were were formal concept sales, like they were okay. revealed officially and talked about as a a new concept. Hmm. And then uh, I, and these sure. were ships that they said would be cheaper as a concept, and later on they would be more expensive. So what I'm trying to say is, I wonder what the price is going to be. Oh, well, ah. okay then. Well, um, someone was saying, I believe it was in chat last night, that they uh, either Disco said or somebody somebody said, somebody that knows something, uh, said that the ships were going to be put on sale at near or slightly above the price they were on sale for last time that they were available. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't think that like, the retaliator, I doubt. I think the last time the retaliator was on sale, it was three seven or two seventy five. I I doubt that they're going to come out and ask three fifty for it. Yeah, It'll but they're not going to have LTI. No, well, two no. years. Yeah, two yeah, years two years of, this time. Two years okay. of insurance. Yeah, 
Um, and there's also been, there's some restrictions about uh, cross chassis upgrades too. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the, what that, what that is specifically, but um, anyway, they're going to, the retaliator is going to be back out there. Um, which, you know, I mean, if you think about it, unless you really want a retaliator, um, uh, if you, you can get another large ship and when AC 2.0 launches, the retaliator is supposed to be the loner ship for ships that are not yet ready for, for flight, not yeah. flight ready. So you could kind of, you know, two, uh, two in one, you know, if you, if you want, uh, if you, you, you're kind of torn between the retaliator and the Carrick just go for the Carrick and you'd get a retaliator to play with for um, a long while. And then uh, um, when the, um, the PU launches, unless, I don't know, you suppose that they would, they would, yeah, they might release the Carrick to, uh, to arena commander in some uh, iteration. Um, like if there's going to be some sort of, uh, of a mini game where you're able to do some sort of exploration stuff. Well, well, they're releasing to, uh, the Herald, which doesn't have really anything to do with Arena Commander. So yeah. I guess it's possible that they're working on ships for 2.0 that aren't specifically inducive to dogfighting. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I mean, they would probably, because then we also will have uh, PU Beta too, right? So yeah. it's possible that some ships may not make it may not become flyable until PU beta and that would never actually have a role in arena commander. Um, but then I, I don't know, I guess we don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think what all of the potential game modes in arena commander are going to be. Yeah, that's true too. Um, you know, I, I, and you never know. I mean, uh, the Herald might be, uh, might be so fast that it makes a good, um, uh, a good runner in, uh, capture the core. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you could have all kinds of like weird variations on games. You could have like capture the fossilized chunk of adamantine or something. Sure. You could have that. And then you, so you would need, you know, a character to do that. Right? Well, I think the, the priority, the, the main focus for them right now is getting ships together for squadron 42. Um, yes. You know, that's kind of their main focus. And those are the ships that are taking precedent um, in the pipeline. And you can always go to James Pugh's ship update and uh, see what's going on with your particular ship at, at any given time in its development cycle. Um, but I'd be curious. I, I don't think every ship is going to be live, even when the PU launches. I don't think they've said that that's a for sure thing. Um, I think the ships that are the lowest of priorities, things like, unfortunately, the Banu Merchantman, you might not see until, you know, uh, six six months after launch when people are really, really irritated that the ship's not in game yet. God, I'd be surprised if we didn't see everything that is that we, is purchasable, that people By own launch. Bef- at some point in the PU beta. Uh, just because, you know, there's going to be mechanics... T- uh, associated with the merchantmen that need to be tested. Right, right, right. Um, and, I mean, mechanics that are, you know, a little bit different than other, uh, they may be unique to the merchantman. So, um, but uh, but you could be right. It could be that there there will be some things that uh, that are redundant enough in other in other ships that are already out there that they don't feel the need to, to, uh, to test them um, individually. Well, I think I think by the time the PU goes live, you're you're and understandable, you'll have people that are are not going to be happy if their baby isn't live in the game yet. So I can't imagine um, it being that much longer. Like I would imagine that 
and I'm just guessing that 85 to 90% of the ships will be available by the time the PU launches. And then that final, you know, 5%, 10%, 15% will steadily come out on a month by month basis over the course of like six months. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, especially because there's probably going to be some stuff that we will, we will see ships. We won't see in the first episode of squadron 42 stuff that will, that will make its appearance in the second episode. And who knows, maybe some, maybe that will show up in the PU somewhere first. Well, rumor is we're also supposed to have another concept sale this month too. Well, yeah, we're supposed to because we're we're still we're owed. <laughs> Do you like that? Uh-huh. And I've I've been I've been standing too close to the forums. It's rubbing off on me. I'm entitled. Uh, we are owed a concept for the endeavor for the Misk Endeavor, uh, which will come, of course, in the scientific variant and the Hope class hospital ship variant. Mm-hmm. And I think that's supposed to be sometime this month. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, so. Um, but anyway, they're going to be selling these these ships at the event, which is interesting um, uh, because they're going to be available for um, for cash only or for you know either with a credit card too. But if you buy it at the event, you can't use store credit. Um, and uh, we were uh, bouncing that around uh, in the uh, in the chat last night, and we were thinking perhaps it has something to do with uh, the way that digital assets are sold in the EU, uh, not the PU, but the EU, the European Union. Um, and, uh, the whole, you know, remember the whole, uh, 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 difficulty they had with VAT taxes and whatnot with the websites and, you know, how all the guys at Turbulent were pulling their hair out and, you know, all the other projects got pushed back because of the, of the delays, uh, associated with that. So, um, anyway, well, and you... think about how would they know what a person's balance is without them actually signing in? I would imagine. Yeah, you're absolutely right, John. I think it's going to be a headache. Um, for them to try and figure something like that out, it's just going to be easier to um, just say, you know, cash and credit if you're at, at if you're on site. Um, and then they're also giving away the basically a pink slip for each ship, aren't they? Um, I don't know if it's a pink slip, but it's a it's a ship registration uh, certificate. Um, I suppose you could think of that as a pink slip. Um, uh, but that it's going to be a physical ship registration certificate, which will be suitable for framing, which is, is kind of nice. Um, and because you know, Jimmy, you're a collector of, of the ships, of the ship models and whatnot. Would this uh, would this add value to your uh, ship ownership experience? Yeah, it's just a piece of paper. It's going to take up space in my drawer. <laughs> but it's would, suitable it for framing. Nah. <laughs> so this isn't going to get you to Cologne. No, no. I'll take a ship model. You know, but a piece ah. of pa- but a piece of paper that says "Congratulations, you're a proud owner of the ship." No, not so much. Well, what's that that art patron plaque we have in our hangars? What is what was that about? Oh yeah, patron patron of the arts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah. loves those. Oh yeah, he wants more. <laughs> totally, that and ship models. It's so bizarre. Because Digital ship you, models. It, it's it's you know like a arguably like one of the nicer classier things that they've given us if you think of things in that context and they've stuck it way off in that side room over by the magic door that that someday will go somewhere <laughs> you know it's not even anywhere where you see it unless you go looking for it it's a special surprise treat it is it is um so anyway uh, but 
the uh, the ships are these ships are also going to be available online for us. And I don't know, did we finish the list? We got the Caterpillar. Which the Caterpillar has been a long time since the Caterpillar has been on sale. And I know that there were some folks that were thinking that the Caterpillar might uh, be put back on sale again sometime around uh, uh, when they did the whole series concept because though similar, they have uh, um, I guess. Uh, different different roles or potential for different roles i think the caterpillar is a is a being uh thought of or marketed i suppose if that's the right word as more of a like a pirate ship kind of thing like a it's like a blockade runner um and uh yeah and, and, a, and a transport so like a transport like a tougher i'm assuming like a tougher pirate centric like you know your your drakes are going to disable the ship and then uh that's going to pull up alongside and that's where you're going to, how you're going to get your cargo from point to point. Yeah. Um, and then as we said, the Orion, uh, the reclaimer, which I don't think that that's been on sale since, uh, since the concept, uh, the car to owl, uh, uh, Jean scout ship, uh, which is a pretty cool looking ship. And then, uh, as Jimmy was saying earlier, the Banu merchantman, um, which I know, I, th- I think I've heard people before saying, hey, when's that going to go back on sale? Um, I know a lot of people in Reverse the Verse uh, from time to time ask, is there any progress on it? And I think that they have um, pretty much every time said, you know, it's a very low priority ship, you know, relative to Squadron 42. Uh, so um, they haven't done much with it. But um, that does that's not going to stop them from putting it back on sale. Mm-hmm. Very and true. S- so that will be available to us during the event. And now this is what I don't un- understand is, or I'm not really sure about, uh, is because the event is supposed to start at 11 o'clock Friday morning Pacific time. Um, it, because that's some many hours later German time. I believe that's 8 p.m. in uh, in Cologne. Uh, and... So does that mean that it's only going to be, and I think the event goes like three or four hours, does that mean that the ships are only going to be available for sale online between like 11 and 3 Friday afternoon? That wouldn't make sense, do you think? No, I, I, that's a good question though, but I, I possibly it'll be available for sale all weekend long. That's, that, you know, that's usually the way they do these sorts of things. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. Historically, that's kind of how it goes, so. Maybe the uh, the only during the event part of it has to do if you want to get the um, the physical um, the physical goodies, the ship registration, and I think there was something else too. There's like a ship pin and a poster and the ship registration. So if you want if you want that swag, you got you got to be there in Cologne during that time. Otherwise, you're out in the cold, Buster. So. Anyway, I'm um, I'm thinking about quitting my job uh, and staying home on Friday. Just you know, stay glued to my iPad, watch the whole thing. I had a uh, I had the CIG tour last Friday or uh, two Fridays ago, and mm-hmm. then this this past Friday I had to stay home because we had a little bit of work done on the house. Unfortunately, I have exhausted my Fridays uh, either taking off or quote unquote working from home. Ah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's um, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that it will be recorded so that we can, yeah. uh, we can watch I, it again later. Cause I can't imagine no it way. won't be. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll be, I'll be trolling the, uh, the Twitter stream for you know all the latest and greatest updates from people that are there, and uh, which, by the way, if, if for those of you out there that are, are kind of new to Twitter or don't use it very often, um, the hashtag uh, Star Citizen uh, is a great way if you, if you're, if you can't be a, by a computer, if you can't watch it live. Um, that stream is a great way to pick up information, uh, you know, real quick and real easy. 
Mm-hmm. And then retweet it to those guys with ships. There you go. TGWS. I like it. And there you go. All right. So um, are you guys excited for the Gamescom? What, what are you most excited uh, to see? Uh, now, Jimmy, I know you have, you're privy to some, uh, some deets that uh, some of the rest of us aren't. Uh, but, uh, John, John, do you have anything in particular that you're looking forward to seeing? Or is it just going to, you know, let it wash over you, you know, just kind of like a, you know, a, um, like a warm summer rain or something. <laughs> wow. Um, do we have any idea what they're going to show? Multi-crew mm-hmm. and uh, the large world map. Okay. Or, I, you know, or things or things that they are talking about showing. And then, of course, they've said and other goodies and surprises, which I don't know what that means, but you know, we'll have to see. Well, I'm Team- excited to see that. <laughs> I would imagine, um, I'm going to guess that there's going to be at least one thing that they haven't told anybody about. FPS reveal. That took a take a tour. <laughs> FPS now, I- is out. <clears throat> Excuse me. I... Oh. What I heard was that they're not going to show anything FPS. But they're going to release it. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. That's what oh. they're going to do. And not say anything? It'll just drop and like no one will be paying attention? No, they're not going to show anything. There's just like Chris is going to be oh, in the, the back way. with a microphone. He's say, FPS is out now. And then he just throws the mic into the crowd. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the last thing he says in his presentation. Then he drops the mic and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be that would be very unRoberts like, but but remarkable. <laughs> All right. Well, so I you know I'm I'm looking forward to the, specifically the the large world map. Um, you know, the, I think the multi crew is going to be. I'm I'm looking forward to both of those things in equal measure. Um, because I think that uh, both are going to be very exciting and are going to make our Sunday evenings a lot more interesting. You know, it's going to there's going to be a lot more stuff to do when we have multi crew ships um, and are able to fly further than just the inside of a ping pong ball. Yeah, the large world map is going to be fun, um, even just to explore. You know what I mean? Just to fly around in it, and I mean, two hours from point to point—that's a lot of you know wandering about and checking checking out all the little bits and pieces. We should do that for one of our meetups, you know, because they usually go about two hours. So we should start at, you know, six o'clock Pacific time and then we'll just all fly in one direction for two hours and then we'll say goodnight. Sounds Perfect. fun. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. It does. It sounds fun to me. We'll have to wait for everybody in. Uh, what's the slowest ship? I don't know. <laughs> uh, what's the Aurora? Probably. The big fat one. With the, the, uh, the Cutlass? The Drake. Cutlass, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. The Cutlass, yeah. Yeah, those Cutlass hold us back. Yeah, yeah. One, 180 top speed, I know all too well about that. <laughs> they are sort of the Volkswagen Vanagon of uh, of uh, Star Citizen, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. All right, well, I I think we're, uh, we're all uh waiting with bated breath i'm not sure what bated breath is but i'm probably- i'm i'm very curious to see to to see the full multi multi crew um live demo and, and see how the, how you know the multi crew interact and and you know they've they've talked about that there's going to be eva from ship to ship and so i'm really curious to see that work seamlessly because we all know we've all tried to do you know variations of that in free flight and it's been buggy and uh, not entirely happy when you try and like you know take a ride on somebody else's ship. Well, yeah. the last demo was really impressive, so it'll be interesting to see what they've done over the course of 
has it been a year since we've seen that? Yeah. Was that uh, one of the PAX demos where they did the um, the uh, the FPS reveal? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, the one with the the multi crew in the constellation. Oh no! I was thinking of the the multi crew in the uh, Redeemer, which dropped them off for the. Um... No, no, no! This was before that. Yeah, um, no, they they had done the um, the one where the with the hull breach, uh, which I think that didn't they preview that at uh, Citizen Con uh, L.A. I could swear hmm. that that's what they previewed while they were there. I don't know. I don't remember. But um, but it is it has been a while, uh, John. I think yeah, I think it's it's been a year ish since we've seen anything uh, uh, even remotely close to multi crew. Hmm. That reminds me of the pieces of eight video, what you were saying that. That that picture you were painting in my mind reminds me. You remember the pieces of eight? Was that mm-hmm. was that fiendish? Was that fiendish feather? I don't know. It might have been. He's he's on fire with. Uh, he know, is with with working on the assets and uh, and uh, in CryEngine. Working with the assets. Yeah, he is very talented fella. All right. So well, we'll uh, let's say we meet back here this time next week and uh, talk about it. Oh, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, um, other stuff this week um, in the the build up to uh, Gamescom, uh, we did have a uh, a more traditional ten for the chairman. There was no there was no Ben involved. It was just Chris and ten questions from uh, subscribers, and uh, there were a few in there that I thought were kind of interesting. Uh, he talked a little bit about the flow of money in the PU and how it's going to be controlled. Um, and that folks aren't going to be able to just exchange huge amounts of money between uh, themselves, which I'm, I'm guessing is going to be a way that they try to control uh, gold farmers, is that you're not going to be able to, um, you know, sell, you know, sell a, uh, a fish tank for, you know, a, a trillion uh, uh, UEC. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious, John, what's your opinion on that? Mine? No, what? John. Your oh. your opinion on on the on the fact that they're kind of gating uh, or or very closely monitoring the exchange of money. Uh, I understand why they would have to do it, um, but I prefer that they don't have any limitations like that. I just like to be able to send money and move stuff around. I hate it. I hate the what's it called in WoW when something's bound to your account. Soulbound. Yeah, that that binding stuff, I hate that. Like I like Minecraft because you can if you find an item, you can like throw it on the ground, somebody else can pick it up, you can put it in their chest, you can put it in your chest, you can put it anywhere you want. There's no binding. And I really wish that Star Citizen is like that. Um, cuz it's just well, it feels so limiting. Like I want to have control over my items. Like I worked to get them so i want to be able to put them where i want give them who to whoever i want well it seems like like you will um but i think that um i think it's like within reason like you're not gonna i I have no idea but like you can't you can't transfer 30 million credits like to somebody you know what i mean i would imagine if they do anything it'll be like you know a million credits and then you've got to wait an hour or or wait 24 hours before you can send another million credits or something like that yeah um, and then I think uh, this also goes back to um, the control of the economy uh, that Chris has talked about. Um, I personally, having spent a little bit of time in EVE and then also watching what happened with, with galaxies in the economy and also World of Warcraft with the economy, um, it seems like consistently 
MMO economies go just completely out of whack. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally, I'm excited that they're doing this. And I, I, I hope they strike a balance. Like, I agree with John. You know, you want to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. But in the same respect, people go out of their way to destroy economies and games. And the fact that they're not allowing that by controlling the economy, by doing that 90%, 10% as far as NPCs to players... Um, I, I'm actually excited to see how they do that and how they implement that. And I'm hoping that it's a success and that the economy is able to stay reasonably balanced. Yeah, because, I mean, nothing kills um, a game faster than, um, a really, than a really messed up economy. And, and in varying degrees, it, it's happened in every MMO I've played. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and some, some worse than others, like EVE, which is completely, you know, wide open. Um, there are people that have just completely cornered the mar- market and just raised prices beyond a- anything that you can even afford. Right. Um, you know, and then there's always like, you know, the rare items in WoW or the rare items, you know, that were in Galaxies that, you know, they're rare so you can command a high price for them. But if there's no way to offset that, then something that like would be, let's say the value would be a million credits. If there's no NPC offsetting that for like a million five, then you can sell it for a hundred million credits and it just gets kind of ridiculous and it gets so, and then somebody selling that for a hundred million credits and someone else is like, well, if I can get a hundred million credits for that, then I can get 50 million credits for this. And the economies just spiral out of control and it's, it, it gets to be a real drag when they, when they have to try and rein them in after the fact. And it may be that we would be able to like, you know, John, when you just become just, just, unbearably rich with your Orion, you may be able to gift Jimmy and I trillions of UEC, but it may have to go through some sort of process where it has to remain in like a trust account for some period of time. Well, right. Yeah. It's, you know, they authenticate that, that we are, you know, actual users and that our accounts are not uh, just, you know, shell accounts for um, some gold farming kind of, because they would be able to, to monitor the real, world money activity associated with our accounts to make sure that it, there's not, you know, amount, there's not money coming out that way. So hopefully they do it smart because the thing is, I, I that's why I, I, John, that's why I asked you specifically what you thought about it, um, because I do I do get that. And I agree with you that, you know, you want to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. But I also have seen the other side as being an MMO player and knowing how bad the economies can get. Um, I hope that they do a good job striking a balance between the two. And I'm personally looking forward to what it is they attempt to do to, to keep that uh, balance in place. It could be more realistic. I mean, you know, you, you want to talk about realism because I think, I don't know what the, the limit is, but I mean, I, I think that if you try to deposit in, in the United States, if you try to deposit more than $10,000 in cash at a bank, you have to like go through some sort of, paperwork or official background check or something like that. So I have to do that all the time. (laughs) You you see, you see, so I understand (laughs) your frustration. I understand your frustration, John. Um, But, you know, so maybe, uh, maybe it will have additional realism in in that way that if you're going to move large amounts of money, you need to uh, need to go through some sort of uh, a procedure to, to have that happen. And then, in, and he also, he talked about, you know, getting a new ship too, that, um, you know, when you take delivery of a ship, it's not going to be so simple as you just, you know, you click a button on your Moby glass and then, bing, you know, there's a, there's a Carrick in your, in your hangar, you know, instead it's going to be, uh, you know, you're going to have to, there's going to take a certain amount of time and 
it would be kind of cool like if, if they had like a, a thing like on in FedEx you know where you can track your your package you know and see you know you know so why is it hung up in Tennessee damn it you know why don't those guys <laughs> bad, bad weather on Tara slowing down production yeah yeah I mean it'd be cool like so, you know if you're uh, if your replacement super hornet you know is, is being you know held up uh, you know on on in Seoul uh in the soul system, you know, while you're waiting for it in the Terra system, you know, that could be, uh, that could be kind of fun too. I think, it, I think it would be kind of fun if, um, and they, I think we've talked about this in the past and I don't think it's something that they would do, but I think it would be kind of fun for you to have to go to the manufacturer, like basically, you know, get on a Starliner, like leave your hangar, leave your ships, get on a Starliner, plot a cor- course across the galaxy to get to the manufacturer to go pick it up. Um, mm-hmm. Or, or, I guess maybe that's an option and you can do that for no cost or you pay a delivery fee and they, they deliver your ship out to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a guy with a Starliner that'd be willing to give you a ride. Mm-hmm, that's, I'm sure. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um, and speaking of ships, um, our, it's, our ships are going to um, have a history all their very own, which I think is kind of cool. So oh, it's, I love that so much. It's not, they're not, they're not going to be fungible. <laughs> I like I just like the word fungible. Uh, they are going to uh, so I guess they're going to have like a VIN, like a vehicle ID number, and that there's going to be a history associated with uh, each particular ship, and which is kind of cool because then you can, if you have a ship that uh, played a part in, a, you know, like John's going to, at some point is going to be able to sell his Super Hornet for huge amounts of money because he was involved in all these epic battles, and you know, against all odds, he was able to you know, shoot the exhaust port and then the big thing went boom, you know. I mean, who wouldn't want to own the ship that did that? Yeah, that's very true. Well, I like the idea of your ships having like battle scars. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they were, I think uh, somebody had even mentioned that you can pick and choose. Like your ship's going to get wear and tear and it's going to get aged and you can actually repair it. Um, But I think they were saying that you could actually, like if there's a specific scar that you want to keep on the ship for character, that you can actually just keep that and repair other aspects of the ship. Yeah. So I think it's going to help with the immersion. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I love that idea that that your ship's going to be able to develop a history over time. I think that's such a cool, smart way to go about doing it. And, And really, like... It adding value to, to the ship, you're not, you know, people aren't necessarily, for the most part, going to want to just ram their ships into everybody and blow them up. They're, they're going to want to hold on to them. Yeah, I mean, if the, if your ship has a name, you know, you know, the well, ship's name is Charlene, sir. You know, I mean, you don't want to, you know, you're not going to just like throw Charlene into the sun the first chance you get. Exactly. You know, you're going you're gonna to take her home and wash her, you know, fill up her tank, fix her dents and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, <laughs> space bondo <laughs> um, and I, I what I'm kind of hoping they might let us do and I think this would be a cool thing for those of us that have backed you know way long before the actual launch is uh, let us set up a little bit of history ahead of time for our ships you know it wouldn't be something that you know if you bought a ship um, after the launch of the PU, you wouldn't be able to say, okay, so this this ship is is Charlene, and Charlene, you know, was the hero at the Battle of, you know, uh, Yakety Smack and did all of these things and, you know, rescued all these orphan children from a floating asteroid. 
Um, but maybe if you could uh, create a little flavor ahead of time for your ship prior to launch, you know, kind of as um, to to give flavor to the the PU, kind of as you know, coming out of the gate. But then also as a, another little added bonus for uh, for backing the game ahead of time. Ah, we'll see. Be interesting. Be, again, one of the many, many, many things that'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right. And so then um, uh, kind of hearkening back to Chris's return from uh, the UK and the Squadron 42 shoot, um, he was asked this week how he handles criticism and keeps everyone uh, motivated. And uh, he says that, you know, it, that it is, he admitted, it, it's difficult, you know, that uh, it seems like every decision they make, uh, you know, is, is uh, second-guessed and criticized and, you know, just sort of run through the mill. Uh, but he knows that there are still always a lot of people who are supporting the project and knowing this definitely helps. And uh, that the fact that they're building a game, and that he, by they he means um, uh, the folks at CIG, all the developers at CIG, that they're building a game that they've all wanted to build for a long time, that that's a really big motivator. And um, uh, so that that's easy to... You know, I, th I think people there kind of have, and maybe Jimmy, you can... Uh, speak to this a little bit, uh, kind of the, the feel that you got for the vibe there in the office, you know, if people feel like they're a part of something special. And, and if that's, you know, that's if that's true, and I can't imagine it's not to some extent, um, how that would uh, definitely make uh, some of the uh, the harder days a little bit easier. Well, you can tell that they really do. They appreciate the enthusiasm that they see from the people that are that are supporting the game. Um you know, and, and you, you can see that they're they're excited to show it off to, and they're they're excited for feedback. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, when I took the tour, they they seemed a little bit tired overall um, from you know all the drama because it it basically had just all kind of happened over the course of that week, mm -hmm. and you could tell they were all just a little bit worn out about it, and and I can understand, you know, and so I, I definitely think they appreciate uh, when they see fans and their genuine enthusiasm and excitement and support of the project for sure they have to yeah and i and i, and I bet you that it you know one fan uh, is uh, you know sort of a a, a soothing uh, balm for many 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 non-fans yeah absolutely did i tell you to put the balm on <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so yeah, so and then uh, and he, you know, he acknowledged that you're you're they know that they're never going to please everybody all the time. So, um, you know, they if they were trying to do that, I mean, there there would be there would be no hope. Yeah, there'd be no way. There'd be no way. So, so anyway, that was uh, that was nice. We got another um, episode of Ten for the Chairman today, which we will talk about a little bit next week. But uh, nice to kind of have uh, Chris back in the familiar chair, which you have seen in person. I have. Did you actually get to go in and, and touch the chair? Well, his office, um, his office is pretty wide open. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it basically it's in the corner of the development uh, bullpen, mm -hmm. and it, while it is an office, it's got um, you know like like sliding glass uh, doors or big you know big bay doors, mm -hmm. uh, and they're all wide open. So mm -hmm. for all intent and purposes, he's right there in the bullpen with everybody else. Mm -hmm. You do, you just like want to run in and grab a post-it note or something. It was nice and moody in there too. He had, he had, he had good lighting. I, I appreciate I appreciate a guy that's got good lighting. Yeah, uh, I would have wanted a post-it note. Just, can you sign this for so me? So malicious. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have this thing for office supplies. <laughs> I touched uh, Chris Roberts' stapler. <laughs> stapler. 
Well, wouldn't it be cool if he had a red stapler? Wouldn't that uh, be just the yeah, best? Yeah, that would be fantastic. Oh, man. Oh, we can dare to dream. All right. Um, and uh, another th- uh, thing that they put out this week, which I thought was kind of cool because I don't think they had talked about doing it ahead of time, but they did a, a Merlin Q&A. Um, so uh, folks got to ask some questions about the about the Merlin, which uh, is, uh, is it still on sale now? Do you guys know? Do you know? Do you know? Huh? Huh? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. Uh, let me see. I'm going to scroll, link, scroll, link, scroll, link down to the bottom. Yeah, it says it's still available. So I, I'm wondering if it's going to be a always available thing or if it's yeah, going to... It, um... it might very well. I mean, there's not really there's not really a whole lot special about it. And mm-hmm. it, is, it, it is limited in its abilities. So I don't see why you wouldn't just leave it on sale for 20 bucks. It's a good... You know, you get the $45 ship package and you get the... Um, you know the the ship that goes along with that, and uh, you know the uh, Aurora, and uh, you know now for an extra twenty bucks, you actually get something that that has a little bit more you know race in it, or has a little bit more fight in it. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I don't, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if they just left it up for sale. Yeah, I, I hope they do. I, 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 all three of us have one, and I, I'm enjoying mine. You guys uh, still loving yours? I uh, I like racing with it. I don't like fighting with it. But the reason I don't like fighting with it is just because um, the the weapons aren't gimbled. You know what I mean? So it's not really an issue with the design. It's the uh, an issue with the limitation on the ship. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. John, uh, how are you feeling about it as a um, as a uh, as a ship? <laughs> I'm going to use it for racing. I think, but I have the Super Hornet, and I just feel comfortable dogfighting with that. So. Um, I I did play with the Merlin last week a little bit dogfighting, mm-hmm. um, but it is kind of limited. But I feel like it would probably be pretty good for like capture the core. That's yeah. I, yeah. I use mine in capture the core, and, and I like it uh, a lot for that. I like it for racing, um, and it's also it's kind of fun because it has no no chaff or no flare, um, so you your it, it makes you fly defensively uh, to avoid um, missiles. So, yeah, you know you have to go into the into the asteroids and you know bob and weave, and it's yeah. It's you kind of really- feel better about yourself when you um, a- avoid a missile manually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that that was pretty cool. I have to say, uh, do- dodging missiles manually was definitely uh, a fun thing to do in the Merlin. And I feel like less like I'm littering too, you know, just throwing all that gar- space garbage <laughs> out, you know, using skill instead of litter. Um, so anyway, there were there were some questions uh, here, which I thought were, were kind of fun. Um, somebody asked, will the engines be able to be upgraded to racing spec? And the answer was yes, there's going to be room to tune and grow with a Merlin. Um, it's not sold maxed out overall to make sure uh, that there's going to be enough choices left to make to really help it fit different styles, and so I think that that's um, I think that that's something that also we can look forward to in some of the other ships too. Uh, you know, you know the other racing ships, uh, for example, like the M50 and the uh, 350R. If you were to strip them of their um, um, like their jump drive and their quantum drive. Um, uh, how w- would you be able to shunt that uh, that power or that capacity to faster um, 
short short run racing. You know. Well, and will weight play a part too? I mean, if you mm-hmm. you know if you dump all your weapons off off the ship, is that going to gain you a little bit of speed as well? I mean, beyond tuning the engines, beyond overclocking them, you know, mm-hmm. little things like that help too. So that'll be really cool to see if uh, they uh, if they take that into consideration as well. I think that they have mentioned that before. They said, you know, that, um, and I believe that was even when they released um, uh, the Murray Cup Racing. That, that someone had said, you know, it, will my ship go faster if I strip the uh, the weapons off? And they said, eventually, yes. Um, in theory, of course, it should. Uh, but right now, we're not. We don't have it. Uh, we don't have it tuned that fine yet. So nice. Yeah. So I mean, you're gonna actually you're gonna be able to make a a like a pure racing machine you know um you know with the, the modifications and what and i think that especially once we get the ability to race classes where you know you can you can race other merlins or if you're in an m50 you can race other m50s that you're going to you know sort of holding piloting ability constant you're going to be able to uh, sort of play the game from the perspective of who's the best mechanic you know who's the best uh right 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 um uh, uh you know uh, equipment configurator person guy you know so i think that that's uh, that's going to be uh, pretty cool um and someone asked if the merlin can the merlin launch from a typical planet surface to orbit under its own power and uh the answer was yes it can um it's not going to have a quantum or jump drive but it's still going to be able to take off from and land on planets on its own which i think is is uh, is cool i mean you know like for um for you jimmy you know you have built-in ability to launch the ship from your constellation right um so that's going to be nice where if, if you wanted to uh, for whatever reason when you're you know on one of your sneaky sneaky missions if you wanted to hide out you know hide your connie out behind a, a large rock and then just you know go down to the surface to negotiate uh a deal of some sort that uh, you would be able to um, um, just, you know, launch the Merlin, go to the surface, take care of your business, and then come back up and uh, jump back into your Connie. So Yeah, no, that's actually a really good idea. I mean, just kind of hide behind an asteroid, power down, you know, uh, all the systems so you're virtually in- invisible, and then, yeah, just take the Merlin um, into whatever, you know, hot area it is and kind of negotiate before you bring in uh, before you bring in the Connie. Yeah, because they were saying uh, someone had asked before, and I don't, I don't think it was in this in this particular Q and A, but it, the topic had come up before. It's like you know the it has the Merlin has no cargo capacity, but are we going to be able to carry weapons? You know, will we? You know, or, or are we limited to just personal you know, weapons? Yeah, yeah. And they said that you would be able to carry for sure a sidearm and likely uh, something like a, an SMG. You know, so mm-hmm. well, what about I'm that? Guess- Isn't there like a little compartment like in front of the seat holds uh, ammo? Oh, okay. For the mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, Gatling gun. All right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, like Jimmy, if you were, if if you were, you know, for example, exchanging, you know, a small parcel, you know, uh, with uh, somebody on the surface, uh, you would potentially have the capacity in that ship to uh, to transport uh, um, that much um, cargo um, to uh, you know to consummate the deal, as they say. Mm-hmm. It'll be. Uh, um, I'm very interested in seeing what I'll be able to do with the Merlin um, beyond combat in relation to, um, you know, smuggling and info running and things like that. Um, Understanding that it's extremely limited in its abilities, um, there does still seem like there's going to be some really cool value in it. Yeah, I think so. Um, And then someone asked about uh, the docking attachment. I guess a lot of people have kind of... um, have got gotten their uh, 
their wing commander panties all in a twist about, you know, well, I'm not going to be able to attach it to my ship. I'm not going to spend $20 if I can't attach it to my ship. Um, and uh, what they are saying is that there are ships that their the docking attachment will be made available. Um, but, um, uh, and I think we, we know what those, um, that those are. Um, but uh, then also, in addition, for a ship like the Carrick, you know, you just basically, you have enough room and it's a small ship. So, um, like in the uh, in the the Carrick, it has a like a, a platform which and I don't do you, do you guys do you guys remember which what is the small vessel that comes with the Carrick? They don't know yet. Uh, they haven't really announced the oh, name of okay. the ship. That it's funny because a few I saw a few people on the forums asking the same thing, um, and they they don't know yet. They haven't gotten into the design phase of of the uh, parasite ship for the Carrick. And I think it's sort of the same thing for the 890 Jump too, isn't it? That is, um, it, no, that it, ship has a name. I forget what it is, but it is has it the a Archimedes? Name. Is that no, no, no? That's for the um, for the Phoenix. The Phoenix, yes. Phoenix, okay. Yeah, completely uh, different. Completely different looking ship too. It looks like a little, um, you know, like a little BMW for the uh, for the 890 Jump. But doesn't it like have like a sort of a helipad on it where you just essentially just kind of land the ship? Yeah, I I, um, I don't think they've really kind of gone into too much detail on it. But yeah, it's got like a little um, not not necessarily a docking collar, but like a little sleeve, like, a you know, a little like landing pad that it locks into. Kind mm-hmm. of like um, if you watch Star Wars Rebels, kind of like the way the ghost locks into the Phantom. Okay. I haven't seen it, but I, I, I'm visualizing in my mind what you're saying. And yeah, it's I'm like... In, it's, I'm in agreement with you. It, it's like a landing pad, but it's like a, a sized, specific landing pad, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a little gully that the ship, like, slips right into and sits in. Yeah, so I think that their their point here with this question is that, yes, there are going to be certain ships where having this docking collar is going to be an appropriate way to transport the ship. But for something like the um, uh, the Starliner, for for instance, the Genesis Starliner, I mean, you have a big old back door that opens up, and you can just, you know, um, you know, maybe it would, maybe there will be a cargo container that will be suitable for putting the ship in, you know, and you just pop the pop the the ship in the cargo container and then load it onto the um, onto the uh, onto your starliner with um, with the the anti-grav uh, jack or whatever that thing was called that uh, the forklift the space forklift yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do um, with it because the thing is like you know it is a standalone ship it's a short range uh, snub fighter so I, I don't think you know people are I, I don't think there's any real legitimacy in complaining that the ship doesn't come with a docking collar to attach to every other ship the ship's intended purpose is to be a short range snub snub nose fighter there's no guarantee that it's going to come with a collar to attach to your ship so you know buyer beware right but if you i mean i think but kind of and i think john brought this up last week you know with his u-haul references you like it should there it, it makes sense that if you have a large enough ship that there should be some way for you to transport a ship this small and yeah. this um, compact, you know, whether it be, you know, a, a, a trailer hitch or whether it be, you know, a, a cargo container or a docking collar. Yeah. So I think everybody just, just chillax. You're going to be able to move your Merlin around. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to duct tape it, duct tape it to the top of your Aurora, but, uh, you know, you, you may be able to uh, strap it to the underside of your retaliator. Who knows? Red Green is not going to be happy. Oh, man. God, I love that show. <laughs> that was such a great show. All righty. So, um, 
anyway, so I, I thought that was kind of fun, and I'm, I'm happy that it's still on sale. Um, and I'm enjoying mine. I'm looking forward to being able to um, uh, modify it and, um, and race it against other. Um, I wonder if I like, you know, if there'll be like a Shriners, like the uh, Star Citizen equivalent of Shriners. <laughs> nice. And we can like all put on Fezes and race our, our Merlins, you know? It'd be awesome. You I know, just unlocked the-, the Fez in uh, Rocket League. Did you really? Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my wife has been, um, she's going to be downloading Rocket League and she's trying to talk me into playing. Yeah, it's free on uh, PlayStation Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that the other night. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. So you, you're going to replace your sombrero with a fez now? Uh, actually, what have I been using? I've been using the Halo. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I have a <laughs> golden Halo and a golden Thunderbolt on my antenna. Nice. nice. Pretty sick. <laughs> All right, so uh, Merlin, yay! I, I don't think I don't think I've heard anybody be disappointed with the Merlin. Like you know, this sucks. I think that pretty much um, everyone. I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm sure if I if I dove into the uh, into the forums, I could find some people complaining. But um, I think in general, it's been a success. Yeah, it's it's a fun little ship. It is. It's fun. You know. All right, so, um, and of course, uh, speaking of fun, uh, we got a Star Marine status update, um, and they're making progress, you know, but who cares about progress? Let's hear about blockers, right? <laughs> Everybody, it's so funny. Nobody seems to care about the progress. Everybody wants to read what's, what's slowing it up, what the blockers are. Yeah, yeah. So um, we have, we have again, three ty- kinds of blockers. We have the game-played blockers. Uh, destructible items are randomly teleporting around the level. Ooh, I want my money back. I uh, wonder got- what destructible items there are. Well, like everything's destructible from what I understand. Chairs, data pads, uh, screens, uh, coffee mugs. Like I think that... That's one of the challenges that they're having is trying to wrangle all of those assets, um, especially when you switch gravity off and all those assets now need to start moving around. Dude's heads, those are destructible. It's mm, true. Yeah. Uh, there are jerky movements. Yeah, we need to fix that. No one likes a jerky movement. I hate when I forget my shoes and my glasses. <laughs> That that's that's old school. Yeah, John, uh, do, you, do you remember the Jerky Boys, John? No. Yeah. That's, that's really? Old, you that's know? old school. Oh man, that was, that was those were fun times. They were. Um, this had to be back in like the early '90s. Cleep was it? Oh, I remember the. I had it, I had it on cassette tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, basically, they were prank callers, and um, you know, they that was one of one of the earlier like prank caller. Um, like albums that kind of blew up and they had all these kind of weird, funny voices and they'd call into people and, you know, it was, it doesn't sound funny now, but that's because everybody's done it since then. Yeah. Yeah. They were, so they were like, like two of the first cats to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was like stuff that, you know, if you were a parent, you would smack your kid if you heard them listening to it. (laughs) So it had that, that certain kind of appeal. Have you guys heard Uh, the John Cena prank call? No, no. This uh, radio station prank calls this woman um, that I think her husband set them up for it. Um, and they they keep calling like they're advertising a John Cena fight that's going to be on TV. Um, and then like later on, as she gets more and more upset, 
and they keep calling back. Um, they call back and they they say something like, "A former Marine needs your help, and his name is John Cena." It's pretty funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Didn't he just die? There wasn't John there a, Cena. Uh, no, wasn't there was a, Roddy Roddy Piper. That's right. Okay. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Not not a big fan of the wrestling. Not not since not since back in the day. Yeah, I haven't been I haven't been a fan of wrestling since I was in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like way back in. You know what? I actually not too long ago I went to roller derby. Oh, that's they we have that here. I actually really want to go check that out. Oh, dude, you should. It is so much fun. So much fun. It's it's so small town, like just cool, you know. Um. So anyway, and you get nachos. So. What's not to love? Um, tracer offsets when when strafing are uh, they they need some love, so they're they're uh, they're looking at that. Uh, inconsistent gadget deployment. Wow, that's awful. Um, then we have some animation blockers. Uh, crouch stops need work. Yeah, you know you want to be able to stop properly when you're crouched. Unarmed and pistol melee animations need updated. Need updating. Injured locomotion animations still aren't done. And then, of course, uh, under the art blocker category, gold horizon assets and HUD UI mockups are just not done yet. So, did they have exclamation points after each of these points, or did you add them? Um, in my in my enthusiasm for um, for the Star Marine yeah, status update say. Um, uh, meme, is, is is it a would it be a meme? No, probably not. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's I, a meme? I, I think it's pretty silly. Your right. kids with your long hair and your memes and your gifs. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, it's like who reads this this report every week and then comes out and says, "Yeah, yeah, the quality of my life is made better." <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it. But yeah, but I, I understand that people want to know. You know, I mean, yeah. firing yeah. minds and all that. But it's just, I hope that they're not having to allocate too much. Um, too much effort and resources to getting this done. I, you know, I think that it's definitely better spent um, uh, actually working on the on the project. Well, I gu- I guarantee this helps push them on the project because <coughs> I would I'm going to guess that they don't want to do this and they're going to be very happy when they don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I know I will be. So release the damn thing. All right. Um, then we had around the verse, um, Santa Monica, they are working on the glaive and character. You could obviously tell these guys are all building up to Gamescom. So it was, it was, it was pretty thin. Um, I, I think that Darian is rubbing off on Eric. I like that. They look good. Look good. Uh, he's getting better. Uh, Ilphonics, uh, their, uh, cleaner net, (laughs) cleaner net code and better player prediction reduces lag. Who would have guessed? (laughs) <laughs> and and the guy and he's uh, uh, what's his name uh, still reminds me of uh, of the guy from Wallace and Gromit. Um, so I just can't get past that. Um, in one? Austin, um, you didn't write his name down, did you? No, Wallace or Gromit. Let's go with Wallace. <laughs> let's let's keep its species correct. How's that? <laughs> oh oh wait, or the penguin? That that could be. Actually, what was what was uh, Wallace's uh, sometimes girlfriend's name? Did did he have a sometimes girlfriend? I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember. Oh, he, yeah, maybe. I remember yeah. the three shorts, and then the movie, the Curse of the Were Rabbit. 
And in, <laughs> in that movie, he has a girlfriend. I, that's the one, yeah. yeah. Was Petunia, was that her name? No, no that's, that's something like that. Girlfriend. Yeah, but anyway. Um, and in Austin, they are working on clothing concepts and a new way of shopping at Nick's Market, which makes for... <laughs> Um, and oh biggest disappointment of the week in in the in the uk they're working on better balancing balance which i think is 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 (laughs) well well, they're they're balancing the balance i mean you know that's right but there was no sun praising what was up with that mad mike was back and he didn't say praise the sun i don't know i don't know it's a man keeping him down that's what it is maybe it was a rainy day it could be could be. I, it was just. It was very. And he had. Did, uh, Jimmy, did you did you get a chance to see it? No, no, I missed this week. You should watch it. Just just go click on it just to see because the guy, the guy he had with him was just as interesting. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Um, and then uh, Ship Shape we got with Lisa O. Um, she talked about the Vanguard, and you know it has crawl spaces and an escape pod. Escape pod. Yeah, I saw some of the. Uh, I saw some of the pictures. Uh, that uh, that were posted afterwards uh, looks cool. Looks very cool. Yeah, yeah. So I know that folks uh, folks holding the Vanguard were excited about that. Um, and some guy named Goose won this week's MVP award for his 300i feedback thread. Which um, we didn't we talk about that before. Um, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it, it's the same cat that uh, that put all that effort into the 300 uh, remodel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's like give that man a job. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he really did a spectacular job, and you could tell he's passionate about that ship because um, he put a lot of love into um, into uh, the, the way he concepted that. Yeah, yeah, it looked like a very professional. The, the, yeah, the yeah, little, totally. The stuff that they they showed. So, um, and then of course the next day we got reverse the verse and uh, getting ready for Gamescom is sucking bandwidth like a festering chest wound. That's why wow. I made, I made that's, that up. That's quite okay. a thing. They didn't say that. I, I said that. Um, there's no GamesCon sneak peeks because the, the selfish butts at CIG are saving it for GamesCon. Go figure. Um, the live stream is going to start at 11. We already talked about that. James is planning on updating his ship info page probably every month or two. Now, I know we were talking about that a little bit earlier. I had hoped it would be like a, at least a weekly thing or it would be dynamic that, you know, whenever something got updated that it would, you know, immediately be reflected on the page, but apparently it's only going to be every other month or so. Yeah, that, that, that seems about right though. I mean, cause the thing is you, I don't think they really, I, I think that the weekly progress is, is kind of, um, minuscule you know what i mean but like if you if you look at the progress on a ship over the course of a month or two months it's there's a there's a substantial moving forward into the pipeline whereas yeah, but on a there's a week basis there's so many ships yeah that's true there are a lot of ships dude cancel the star marine update thing and put the put the resources into this i mean i would honestly i would much rather see that updated on a weekly basis than hear about you know blackers we got blackers i agree well, that that might be the next thing once they're done with this Okay, well, I hope. Um, in honor of GamesCon, we are going to be getting a free fly week of something or other, but they didn't—they weren't sure quite yet. Um, but we'll be frying, we'll be frying, we'll be flying something for free. Um, and it will be possible to have fun playing in the PU without owning a ship, though. I think Ben said, "Why would you want to?" Uh, um, there moisture, is going to moisture farmers. Moisture. <laughs> I want to be a moisture farmer. Uh, have a sponge, we'll travel. Uh, there will be a fourth <laughs> landing site on Earth, but they can't talk about it yet. Oh, that's exciting. 
Yeah, where do you think it's going to... It's got to be L.A. It's got to be... Oh, I'd love that, but I doubt it. Well, well let's what see. We- it's, well, it's, it's, well, think about it globally. It's, it's New York, mm-hmm. Singapore, and Moscow. Right. So where, what are we missing, continentally speaking? What are we missing? I'm, but I I'm mean, thinking more of a, now, but there, yeah. it's it's got to be something more, you know, like um, uh, that's thicker, you know. I mean, it can't just be Tokyo, like like a, like that could be that somewhere could be. somewhere in Africa might be cool, very District Nine, you know, maybe like like a Somalia or some something along those lines. That might be kind of neat. Yeah. Mm, yeah, maybe Canada. <laughs> There you go. That'd be exciting. City will be, be very clean, and everyone will be very polite. That's right, and the bacon will be round. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna call for L.A. and um, uh, I, I would say Sacramento, but I, I think it's oh, well, uh, actually <laughs> actually it's it's kind of obvious. Hmm. Lon- London. Hey, there you go, smart man. Check out the big brain on Jim. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I would love for it to be L.A., but I think realistically it'll be London. That's that's probably a good call. I'm pulling for Iceland. Reykjavik? Yeah. yeah there you go. I don't know. There's a Bobby Fisher joke in there somewhere. Or a <laughs> keep, fi- keep fishing. Keep journey fishing. to the center of the earth. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Um, and then Lisa, Lisa O says that the freelancer is the star citizenship most like the serenity from Firefly, which I, you know, I, I would argue that the, uh, the Starliner is actually more, I, I would argue that the Carrick is more like the serenity. The freelancer I mean, is way too small. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. The, the freelancer on the outside does have a similar shape. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I agree. It's it's far too small. Um, I I think it's the Carrick. But does it, does it have the cargo? Does the Carrick have the cargo capacity? Like, because I mean, they they it's got um, more. It's got more cargo capacity than my Connie, but not as much as my is my Starliner. Correct. And um, Starliner does have the swoopy doopy lines too. So, mm. um, could be, I feel like the Serenity is probably closer to like an Idris in size. Wow, really. No, it's, I don't think it's that big. It's pretty big. It's uh, not small. It's not no, small. it's not small. I mean, look yeah. at how many rooms they show. Everybody's got their own room. Mm-hmm. And they got the big kitchen. The cargo hold. Yeah. yeah I, I think mean, I think uh, we're going to have to uh, start a thread and uh, maybe go ahead and Google. Not now because it's bad radio, but maybe Google the specs on the Serenity and compare and contrast. Yeah. That might need to be a thing. Uh, that sounds like a weekend. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. Um, Seda Ball will not be included in the initial release of Star Marine, but uh-huh. I think we knew that, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. It's going to be a Gold Horizon uh, to start, um, and then everyone, please, if you, if you can, if you're within range of the sound of our voices, please tell Chris Roberts that we want space whales. Don't want them to be common, though. Space whale. We want space whale. We want Singular. another race of aliens that resemble whales. And and fly through space. Yeah. They don't have ships or really any technology. They're just they aliens that look like whales and fly through space. Perfect. They don't they don't need any ships Done. or technology. Right. They just because because space is their ocean. Yeah. They have yeah, mental they have. telepathy. Yeah, and barnacles. 
Space, Space Barnacles. barnacles. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have an episode. That's title. their technology. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, there's like some strange aphrodisiac properties to space barnacles. Oh, boy. All right, well, uh, so coming up, we got Gamescom. Uh, it's going to be this coming Friday, 8 p.m. Kalogna time, but 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific. I guess, John, that's going to be like right after lunch for you there uh, in the Midwest. So um, please, please, please do check it out. We certainly will be talking about it next time. Um, and I think that's about all we have for... Uh, for the official stuff this week. You guys got anything else or should we uh, support our favorite website development uh, thing, company, guys, stuff? <laughs> you like should support. I'd like to support Engine. I I like it too. I like Why? I actively actively like supporting Engine. Why is that, John? Because they have easy to use tools to make your website. Um mm. You know, just drag and drop modules, super easy. Don't even need to know any coding. But if you know coding, you can use it. And you can find them at engine.com. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. You can create a site for free. They have uh, tiers going up that you can pay for for extra features. But head over there. You can make a site totally for free. All the stuff you need to get started and yeah it's great yes <laughs> yeah it's just awesome it is awesome i, I it's, they've certainly uh, done well by us so. oh absolutely so we are we are pleased to support them because they support us yeah you stop making symb- fun of it jimmy the symbiosis <laughs> there um it's more the delivery i like engine i think they're great <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we love Ronald Jenkins too. We've never met him, but we love him. Um, check him out, uh, ronaldjenkins.com. Next week, a new tune from Sir Ronald. I am excited. I am too. Um, and uh, you can support me too. You can uh, find me on the Twitter machine at House Gleep and email me, gleep at versecast.org. All of these addresses, of course, are in the show notes. Uh, Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? As always, on Twitter, at Jimmy Croker. Uh, you can find me uh, on uh, Steam at versecast.org. And uh, official RSI under my handle, Jackson, J-A-X-S-U-N. And email me at uh, Jimmy at versecast.org. You can find me at the only Jonto. You can email me at john at versecast.org. You can email the show at comms at versecast.org. You can follow us on Twitter at versecast, where we will follow you back. And make sure to use the hashtag TGWS when you're tweeting about Star Citizen or anything related to anything that you think those guys with chips would be interested in. Uh, Make sure to search for that hashtag as well so that you can be one of those people to be interested in the tweets. Mm-hmm. Head over to robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast where you can join those guys with ships. We would love to have you. Uh, versecast.org is where we have our forums, our mumble server, information on how to get the, or I should say links to get the podcast, and how to join us in game and all that kind of stuff. That's versecast.org. And then search for versecast on iTunes and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Yes, indeedy. 
All right then. Well, until next time, we are Those Guys With Ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. See ya. Space Barnacles. Space Barnacles. Stop it. Base Barnacles. Space Barnacles. I totally love the idea that they're an aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. You're an aphrodisiac. That's what I hear, baby. That's what I hear. <laughs> Stop this. <laughs>